This podcast is recorded on the lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. The country we now call Australia was built on the stolen lands of hundreds of unique Indigenous nations, and we recognise that as white women, we continue to partake in and benefit from the act of colonisation. We pay our respects to Elders past, present and emerging. Welcome to Books Love. Welcome. 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 Welcome to Books Love. Was that your sexy voice? (laughs) Welcome to Books Love, a podcast bringing erotica out of the gutter and into a snobbier gutter. Hi, my name is Abby. And I'm Sam. It should go without saying that this podcast is not safe for work, so put your headphones in. Okay, so this week, for your listening pleasure, I have Forbidden, The Billionaire's Virgin Princess by Lucy Monroe. Um, This book came to me through a friend of mine, shout out to Maddie, who, when I was telling her about the podcast, mentioned to me that she had a little bit of a stash of sexy books that her and her friend had bought from small towns on a massive road trip that they'd done. And instead of, say, listening to music like a normal person would do, they decided to read the sexy bits out to each other during the road trip to keep each other entertained and awake. And um, so Maddie very generously offered to loan me this book, uh, but she hasn't asked for it back, which makes me think that she's trapped me into keeping this book for forever, which I'm, um, I'm not too chuffed about. Well, I mean, I'm not loving what's going on in this cover so I'm excited to hear what it was like it's also just ugh, it's just a sterile room I just, I hate it but I mean I'll give you an overview of the story um it sucks it's, it's Maddie your book sucks if anyone else has got recommendations of good books oh yeah please do like legitimate books please make sure you've read it cause this was this was hard for me so um uh Lena, who's mm-hmm. who's the lady, yep. is nineteen. She's a princess from Marwen, which is a country that is Arabic. Okay. So a fictional country. A fictional country that is very Arabic. Okay. Alright. So, <laughs> so I'm already like on edge about what kind of stereotypes there are included yeah. in this. So book. there's a lot of things about her wanting to be an independent woman and her dad not loving her because she's a woman and that she's incredibly restricted in everything that she does and so essentially when she's little her mum and dad give her to Mm -hmm. her auntie and uncle to be raised in America and her auntie and uncle never had kids and so they were like here's a kid take it and so she has a lot of hang-ups about that which I mean like fair fair enough (laughs) and then she's a princess so she has all this security right and then She's, I don't know, at uni. I can't remember. She, she's at uni and she <laughs> runs into this guy and she falls over and then they touch each other and they're like, oh my God, it's magic. Mm-hmm. That guy is 
a security person who is... Yeah. (laughs) no. This immediately makes me think of that. What is that film with Mandy Moore in it? No, uh, there's the film with um, Katie Holmes in it. Oh, sorry. First daughter. I'm sorry. I got my... Don't don't test me on this shit, Sam. (laughs) Yep, okay. It's Katie Holmes. Okay. Where she falls in love with the security. Yes. Yeah, I mean, it's essentially that, but the princess is Arabic. Anyway, she's 19, he's 27, Mm. he's like a security guard and he lies about it, Mm. and then... Also, he's 27 and he's, like, a millionaire. Nah, uh, what? Yeah, I know, which, like, I'm older than that and I'm not a millionaire. <laughs> so, um, she's a she's a virgin. It's known from the very beginning. I mean, it's that's like, what the title suggested. It's, <laughs> it's also, like, in his dossier on her or oh, whatever. Oh, gross. Oh, <laughs> gross. No, I just, you, you know, the charmingness of the Katie Holmes movie aside, you can't... Well, I mean, the Katie Holmes movie wasn't based on her being a virgin. No. Like, that I, wasn't the point I know, of the but movie. even, like, there is... You can't... It's, like, a weird version of, like, Stockholm Syndrome, kind of, except you don't know that you're a prisoner. Yeah. Anyway, so her whole thing is that, like, she... Oh, he has these hang-ups about women. He's, like, deeply misogynistic. Great. And it's it's not painted that way, but he is deeply misogynistic. If it's not painted that way... What does that say about the author? Like, if they're not consciously casting them as misogynistic but putting misogynistic views in there, like, what is I that? I know, and this was the thing that actually really bothered me about this book. Is it wasn't it wasn't the main points of it. It was like all of these little things that yeah. came in. So, for instance, she goes shopping for this outfit to like seduce him, and <laughs> a cute top with jeans. <laughs> I mean, essentially. But then she's like, "Oh, I'm not very good at shopping." A friend goes with her, and she's like. You know, I bought something that was, like, sexier than anything that I'd ever bought before, but not skanky, because that's, like, my friend told me it wasn't skanky. And I was like, I hate you, and I hate everything about this. And, like, so there's this whole thing with, like, they never never swear, or she definitely never swears, Mm -hmm. and then when he does, it said he cursed, and at one point it's like, he said an ugly word and she flinched. Right. Right? Like, they're really, it's really, it's not just the virginity thing. It's like, she's an innocent flower who, like, you know, can't live in this world because she's so untainted. It's just really gross. There's this (sighs) whole thing about, like, alcohol. And I get it that she's not allowed to have alcohol in the US because she's 19, right? But she, like, serves him vodka. Absolute vodka. (laughs) Sorry, absolute. It's not exactly like Grey Goose or something. Like, no. Anyway, and then he was like, you're not drinking any, Sebastian asked with obvious displeasure at the thought of her doing so. Of course not. Anyway, and then he's like, good. And it's just like this real kind of controlling way that he has about it. Well, I mean, the entire idea of virginity is kind of controlling, but I'm sure we'll get into that. <laughs> yeah, so then there's like this whole thing about... um his hang-ups about women. So I'm so sick of this bullshit. (laughs) And so he was like, two of them was like, he may be more cynical than other men who are naive to the ways of women. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this is going to be a long hour. (laughs) And then he also said when they were in a fight, he said, it's um, just like a woman to have a double standard about honesty. What? Yeah. What? Yeah, right? Like, it's just deeply, you know, I, I was reading it being like, I hate you, and I 
I hate everything. I mean, about people you. can't see my face right now, but I'm just <laughs> appalled at the idea of of it coming from a man about double standards, mm. especially again when we're talking around ideas of virginity. Yeah, fuck you. Exactly right, and this is the other thing. Like he's he's had women by this point. You know, had women. I oh, apologize. God, it's not I read re- too much of this book. <laughs> He has slept with women at this point. So it's very much like this experienced 27-year-old mm-hmm. lying to a 19-year-old about who he is. I'm sorry, And why is this in a fucking romance book? <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, so then there was this whole... Um, sorry, I, I stopped talking about the actual plot of the book. They ran into <laughs> each other. She, He's been hired because her security detail isn't enough or some shit. Anyway, she's like found ways to sneak out when her security aren't looking. Right. She's become a US citizen because she's like kind of like, I want freedom and my dad is super controlling. Anyway. And then um but as part of that she also gets really into kayaking. Okay. <laughs> Good to know. <laughs> and so they go on a kayaking trip together. I just this guy's such a fucking wanker that he's lying <laughs> to a nineteen year I just hate it. I go on, sorry. Yeah, so I just hate the idea of him being like, do you want to go on a kayaking trip when... Oh, sorry, no. He's not He's not like, do you want to go on a kayaking trip? She's like, I'm going on this kayaking trip. You should sign up. Wait, so does she just think that he's just like some 27-year-old dude who wants to hang out with her? Or? Yeah, so he says that he's like a post-grad at the university. Right. Okay. Um, and then like kind of half, not even halfway, like a couple of seconds into their interaction, he starts calling her princess, and she's originally like, oh, what? You don't know I'm a princess. Because she's also all like, I want people to like me for me, not because I'm a princess of a country. Classic princess trope. (laughs) I know. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck, this is unoriginal. (laughs) And then he calls her princess when he's like, wants to sex her up and she's like oh like a pet name yeah and then he's like oh no like it's it's a pet name and so she's Mm, like oh okay good cover up yeah (laughs) (laughs) um anyway so on this kayak trip is the first little bit of sexiness we get yeah and it happens in a lake and i was very confused about where in the water they were okay because it seemed like they were really deep in the water but yeah. then suddenly they were standing in the shallows and like the things that he was doing you just couldn't do really deep in the water what so, was like, he doing <laughs> well no just because he was like they were talking about like the air and you know the feelings and whatever and i was like well if you were in water you'd be like that would just be different Tell, uh, do you want to read the bit to me i'm uh, so confused yeah i mean it's I hate it. I, I'm gonna, I, I'm gonna hate everything that I have to read today. Just so you're aware. Okay. Uh, where do I start? He stopped when he was just above her never-before-touched mound. I'm, I'm not even. A, I'm like mound, whatever. But like. Just never before touched. <coughs> anyway, sorry. Go yep. On. Then, oh so slowly, italicized, he allowed his hand to go beneath concealing fabric until he cupped her between her legs. Her thighs tightened convulsively, trapping his hand where it was. You, I, what? <laughs> her words came out broken and breathless. Shh. Let me touch you, Lena. It's what we both want. What? <laughs> what? 
I... You want me to make you feel good? Yes. Relax your legs for me, princess. Let me in. No! In, she asked, her voice laced with sultry confusion. (laughs) In, he commanded. He moved his fingers just enough for her to taste the pleasure to come. He carefully pressed his middle finger against her pleasure (laughs) centre, rubbing just the tiniest bit against the already swollen knot of nerve endings at the top of her labia. Which I kind of appreciate. I didn't mind not... Yeah, anyway. Yeah, no, I, I didn't mind that either. She cried out against his neck, her lower body bowing towards his touch. That's right, he praised as he drew tiny circles on her sensitized clitoris before delving below to allow one fingertip to touch just inside her. She was warm and very wet. Blah, blah, blah. But then... (laughs) Pause, though. Sultry confusion. Confusion. Problematic. Oh, my God. Okay. Problematic. I will credit where credit's due, including the clitoris, low bar. That's that's good. Well done, author. Also, it's not just, like, one touch. That's true. Which is good. Little circles. Ooh. Yeah. And then and then it goes, using the heel of his hand, he stimulated her pleasure button. No, oh, it's not a button. Said <laughs> it before. We'll say, say it again. again a hundred times. <laughs> While he caressed her silky wet lips with his fingers, increasing the pressure on her nipple, he pressed his lower body against her and felt his own pleasure rise to irretrievable levels. He, so to, as context, she is standing with her back to him. Oh, okay, that's kind of hot. And he has his his arms, yeah. one on her boob and one in her bikini bottom. Yeah, that's right? hot. I'm into it. Except for the whole, like, shush, don't give me any consent thing. Yeah. They climax together. What? How is he? <laughs> <laughs> and just, like, on her thighs? Yes! Or... <laughs> Grinding against her, I I guess. They climax together, her scream mixing with his primal yell in a sound that satisfied a place deep in his soul he Ugh. had never known was there. Ugh, primal. Ugh. <laughs> and then the rest of it is just you don't. Okay, need to know. so in my mind, they're like around knee level yeah. in water. Yeah, but when this scene started, they're like dunking each other in a lake. Oh. So I just, I was con- I was confused about how they got from one place to another. Yeah. Again, more logistics, people. More logistics. Yeah, right. This one time when I was on a school camp. Um, <laughs> Interesting. I'm, immediately I'm like, are they? no, nah, they'll never listen to this. It's fine. Um, I was in a kayak and a boy told me that he had a crush on me while we were in this kayak, like quite oh, far out in I the ocean. I think we've discussed this story because I feel like we both have weird teenage kayak stories. <laughs> yeah, so he sprung this on me. And like, I guess it's the classic situation where it's like, if I was into it, maybe that would have been like super romantic. And maybe I'd look back on that story and be like, yeah, I was on a school camp and we fell in love in a kayak. But instead I was like, fuck. I'm trapped in this fucking kayak <laughs> in the ocean and I don't like this person. And I jumped out of the kayak. <laughs> I think that is the truly acceptable way to go about that. Yeah, oh, I, mean, I do. Like, I, I mean, what else are you going to do? And you have the exit there. You can get it out of the I kayak. I mean, I didn't learn to swim for nothing. Yeah. I violently hit somebody in the face with the, with the kayak paddle. <laughs> On purpose? 
kind of. I mean, I didn't mean for it to be as violent as it was. I kind of misunderstood what a paddle hitting someone's face oh my God. would do. Holy shit. How old were you and was, why did you do this? I was nine and um, I don't know, we're at like some sort of some some school camp. Maybe I was 10. It was like year five. Mm-hmm. And um, I was an overweight child and we were... We were kayaking. I don't know. We were doing something and there were like groups of us. And maybe I said something to this boy to like race him. Maybe I also said something incredibly mean. I don't remember that part. And It might be a key part of the story. That might be a key part of the story. (laughs) But he said to me, oh, big words for a little girl. Or should I say little words for a big girl? Oh, and so I smacked him in the face with a kayak I mean, paddle. look, I don't know what you said to him initially, but that's fucked. What a fucked thing to say to someone. <laughs> but probably shouldn't have smacked him in the face with a kayak pedal. Maybe look, just my hand. Maybe at nine or ten years old, you were already fueled by rage, and rightly so. <laughs> <Maybe>. <laughs> anyway, they had a much more pleasant kayaking experience. Anyway, so then it all kind of falls apart when she finds out that he's her security. As it should. Yeah. Yeah, um, but then we skip ahead eight years. Oh, okay. But questions, though. Mm. Does Is he, like, reporting back to her parents? Like, yeah, she's all good. Made well, her come in a lake. <laughs> no, he doesn't report. You find out later he doesn't report He's any gone, of their interactions. But he is reporting on, like, her security detail and how they're kind of failing. Oh, well, that serves him, doesn't it? I know, but also he guilt trips her about it. This is the other thing that was shitty about him. He goes like, oh, well, you don't even care. Because she was like, when she gets upset and she's like, dude, you've been spying on me and you're, you're a liar and I hate you. He's all like, oh, did you even think about the fact that like your actions mean that these people in their security jo- are going to lose their jobs and that's on you and you don't take your duty seriously and like what kind of princess are you? Like he full on. What the fuck? <laughs> Kill trips her in all of these. Wait, where's the romance in this? Oh, well, in the lake. Like, oh, that was it. They came together. Oh, fuck this author. No, but also they're like deeply in love. <laughs> How I just question the premise. Like, you can't be deeply in love if one of you is fundamentally lying to the other oh, yeah. person. And also, they've known each other for like three weeks. Ugh. But anyway, so they um. So then we skip ahead eight years. Yep. Is there some sort of title to tell you that you've skipped ahead eight years? No. There's absolutely nothing except for the fact that they mention in their first conversation, like, eight years later. Also, her name is her last name is Marwan and the name of the country is Marwan, and I don't think that's a royalty thing. I don't think so. I, I don't think I know any other royal families that are named the same last name as their country. But yeah. Side note. Um, so we jump ahead eight years and he finds her and she's kind of slipped her security again. Um, but like run away this time and he's been rehired on to find her. Um, and then they do, she's 27, he's 30, what's, what's 27 plus eight? 35. (laughs) I loved seeing your brain do maths just then. He's 35, she's 27. So she's still a virgin. Oh, okay. Um, and he, and they have this discussion about it because, okay, so essentially he finds her, he's like, I'm taking you back to your family. And she's all like, okay, fine. They know, th- Again, they're together for like three days. They get to this place and she's like, actually, 
um, I am still really into you, but I can't possibly love you because you're an asshole. Yes. So I think I'm just really sexually attracted to you. And the fact that I haven't been able to have sex with anyone else is because you fucked me up emotionally. And so the way to get through that is for us to just have sex a lot for a while. What a weird logical <laughs> jump. Okay, interesting perspective on trauma. And then he's like, no, because actually you're engaged to this other shake that your father has engaged you to. And she's like, well, I didn't consent to that. And he's like, but you're promised to someone else. You're somebody else's woman now. Oh, so like, I- <laughs> issues of property and ownership, great. Yeah. Anyway, so I thought to kick off our discussion about virginity. Yeah. There is this page here, right? And And, and so first point. Whatever happened in the lake, they're not counting as okay. her losing her virginity. She's still a virgin yeah. and an innocent. Mm-hmm. So he laughed shortly. I'm not sure why this whole situation is so tempting to me. Um, Because you do want me? Perhaps. But there is something about an innocent being so brazen that is very exciting to a man like me. Oh, Madonna whore <laughs> complex. Fuck off. <laughs> Go on. You talk a good game, princess, but you blushed when you looked at my erection. And that. (laughs) That's a sure sign. (laughs) (laughs) So you blushed when you looked at my erection, and that says more about your lack of experience than all the bold statements you might make. She bit her lip, the betraying blush once again heating her skin. I suppose it doesn't hurt to tell you. He cocked his head to one side as if waiting for her admission. I am still a virgin. There was no reason to spell out just how inexperienced she was. He didn't need to know that no other no one had ever touched her as intimately as he had eight years ago. He nodded. She sighed. He laughed again. (laughs) It's truly appalling. It's so bad. Trust me. That is something you want me to know. What does that mean? Why? You mean, after reading all your books on sex, you don't know? You'll be more careful? I would have anyway on the chance, but yes. Wait, so he's not going to be as rough with her, essentially, is that? Yes. Right. Which is like a massive trope in the virginity thing of Mm. being like... Particularly, I think, I read this blog a couple of weeks ago about a different issue Mm -hmm. where um, they were talking about the virginity trope in, particularly in romance, and how often it's like the man has sex with the virgin without her telling him, Mm -hmm. and then he's like, oh gosh, oh golly, you should have told me, I would have been more careful. And they're (laughs) like, well, actually, you should have just made sure that the person that you're with is enjoying sex no Regardless. matter if they're a virgin or not a virgin. Exactly. Like, just make sex enjoyable. Yeah. And then it doesn't matter. Yeah. When I was doing a bit of reading about it, and, like, we've spoken about virginity before, and I'm glad that we're getting a chance to talk about it fully now. Um, but one of the things I looked up, because I was like, hmm, this will be interesting, was some of the, like, historical tests for virginity. Oh, good. And so... Just to also be clear, like this still this still happens, mm-hmm. um, which is insane. Um, and I've got some studies on it as well, which I can share with you. But well, there was the whole thing about that rapper whose name I don't care about, who yeah. had his daughter 
virginity He's... tested or whatever. And damn right you shouldn't care about his name because that's fucked. Yeah, that's what a gross. Um, so what a gross. <laughs> what a gross. <laughs> Stand by it. <laughs> um, so some of the historical tests for virginity, though, I thought were kind of funny and um, like kind of mirrored in this story. So um, in this book which is translated as Women's Secrets. Um, I, I'm not going to try and pronounce the Latin name of this book. Like, I just... We don't need to go there. Fair. I'll link it, though. For all of the people who want to read <laughs> an appalling book. Um, <clears throat> I mean, well, I'll link them to this one <laughs> if they want to read an appalling book. Okay, so the signs of chastity are as follows. Shame. Modesty. Oh, boo! Fear. Boo! <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> A faultless gait and speech. Sorry. <laughs> a faultless gait? Yeah, so like how you walk and how you talk. That's how you can tell if someone's oh, chaste or not. that's some classist rubbish. It really is. Um, casting eyes down before men and the acts of men. Mm. Some women are so clever, however, that they know how to resist detection by these signs. Oh my god, imagine. A woman <laughs> has a brain enough that she can resist the signs of just like normal... Behavior, and but don't fear. Um, in this case, a man should turn to their urine. The urine of virgins is clear and lucid, sometimes white, sometimes sparkling. <laughs> <laughs> Corrupted women have a muddy urine. So there you go. No, muddy urine just means you haven't had enough liquid. <laughs> Come on, Latin so, people. Really, it's about hydration. It's about hydration. Um, then there's this one, which is from medieval times. Um, you could tell by comparing the circumference of a girl's forehead with the sum- circumference of their neck. I don't know by Wait, what, like... What? Like, what measure? Like, I don't what, know. What means what? I don't know. <laughs> I imagine it's somewhat like flipping a coin and you haven't decided also, which way it goes and then you just, like, make it up. They just have a bunch of women who are like <laughs> essentially cylinders from the shoulder up. Uh, and then there's this one from um, the southern states of America. Yeah. Um, a folkloric tradition holds that a man can test the virginity of a woman by collecting some earwax on his fingertip, then pressing the fingertip to a woman's Ew. vulva. Ew! If this exposure to a man's earwax hurts her and she cries out, she is a virgin. Her virginity capable of being burned by any secretion from the body of a man. Ew. In which case, why does it have to be earwax? You could just, like, spit on a vulva or something. <laughs> the logic is flawed. I like the spitting on someone's vulva. Which would you prefer? I mean, I probably spit. spit. Yeah, no, no, no. What do you mean? <laughs> no, 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 I get it. I mean, I forget that people just have spit in their mouth and that it's not, like... You know, I was just thinking of someone, like, the act of spitting on someone's vulva. Like, I mean, I think that can be kind of hot in certain circumstances. So the like a, a big, like, lurgy. No, not like hocking on someone, but, like, spit is... Anyway. What about just your sweat? What if you're just a bit sweaty? I think if I had to choose between someone spitting on my vulva or them just, like, rubbing their sweat on me, <laughs> I'd probably go for the spit. I'm going to be real with you. Um... Yeah, no, every every new male secretion I have thought up is actually worse than spit. So spit is, you're right, spit is probably the best. But um, yeah, so they're some of the old tests. The most classic test is that they just literally, it's like called the two finger test and they just literally put their fingers inside your vagina and, and try to, for the hymen. and just like, just like trying to <laughs> test the wind. Yeah. 
Again, I forgot people can't see that. Um, Because there's no science behind it. It's absolutely false. It is not real. You cannot tell. Oh, it makes me so mad. And particularly, like, with active people these days as well. It's like the hymen, like, what is it? Well, I can tell you about that too if you like. (laughs) No, yeah. Let me know. What is the hymen? (laughs) Well, so the hymen has a bit of a, um, lots of myths around it, obviously. And people still to this day have this idea of like a, like a, a membrane across the entire vaginal opening, which mm. is not the case. Well, generally not. It does happen sometimes, to be fair, but it's really rare. And that's like a proper condition. Like, it's not good. Mm. Um, it's like just inside the vaginal opening, like one or two centimeters. Like, I think people have this idea that it's really far up, but it's not. And it's essentially just like um, folds of mucus tissue and like this idea of bleeding when you quotations, lose your virginity by penetrative sex, that is really just to do with not being properly lubricated, not having enough arousal time to, like, um, relax your muscles and things like that because it actually doesn't matter if it's the first time or, like, your 50th time having P and V or any kind of penetrative sex, you can still bleed. Like, you can be having as much sex as you like and still bleed if you don't have those things in place. So this idea mm. of like the virgin bleeding. But that's interesting. Like I bled the first time when I lost my virginity, but I've never bled since. Yeah. And I slept with that person afterwards. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's there's loads of things at play there. and Also didn't tell them I was a virgin. It was very awkward. <laughs> also, we had sex on his friend's bed. <laughs> I mean, do you want to talk about any of that? <laughs> No. No, okay. I've said as much as I want to share. I mean, yes, like a lot of people do bleed, but it's not it's not normal and it's not common enough for it to be considered to be um, like a, a sure sign, essentially. Yeah, and, right. Um, what I was reading is that essentially it's more likely due to the fact that you're a bit nervous, it's something new, it's it's all the things around it. Um Plus, obviously, like, the, the presence of an, of, of an unfamiliar object, unfamiliar sort of friction mm. and stuff may have something to do with it. Um, but, yeah, you can it, you can still bleed later on down and the track. And also, like, this whole obsession with penetrative sex is, like, breaking your virginity would also not be such a big thing if women were taught that, like, masturbation was a good thing from an earlier time and totally. therefore probably used dildos at an earlier time. You know, mm. then we wouldn't have this whole like, ooh, penis and vagina is this like sacred act that we <laughs> that we need to have like we need to. No, maintain. but we would still because we still live in a patriarchal system, and so everything's fucking penis centric. Well, yeah, but I mean, you wouldn't have it so much if it was like they could have just been. Yeah, sex that's with that's true. The entire time. I remember being a teenager and it being like, well, she rides a lot of horses, so yeah, her right. hymen probably broke. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's fucked. <laughs> Um, I didn't live in the country, so it was like playing netball. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. 
Um, but so, and like, so I want to talk about, so you get that little sexy lake bit and then yeah. there's pretty much no sex until page 168. Mm-hmm. And um, it's just a lot of yabbering on about why they both have these hangups and that they can't see each other and that they're both like sad but also frustrated. And it's also, also actually this book is a great manual for like how to not communicate. Okay. Do not communicate like these two people. They are terrible at it. Anyway, we get to the next bit of sex where she's like, let's just have sex so I can get you out of my system, right? And then um, it's it's interesting. So, <clears throat> if she'd thought his touching before was intense, it was nothing like what she experienced now. He caressed, traced, licked, nibbled, and teased every inch of her skin until she was a quivering mass of nerve endings ready to explode. Then he spread her legs with gentle hands and leaned forward to touch his tongue to the most intimate part of her. She screamed and came and shook (laughs) as her body immediately began the climb towards another climax. So she she comes and then immediately climbs to another climax. I mean, look, multiple orgasms are a thing, but... From a touch of the tongue (laughs) to her clitoris. Yeah, okay. All right. Uh, hmm. As, I like that there's oral sex, though. That's good. Yeah, no, fair bit of oral sex. Um, As he lashed her pleasure spot with his tongue, his finger explored her inner recesses. <laughs> she sounds like a cave. <sighs> she felt a pressure, some pain, but it only heightened her pleasure high. Okay. Then a second finger joined the first, and he pressed them deeply inside, gently massaging a barrier she knew denoted her virgin status. Mm-mm. <laughs> bum, bum. Do your homework. What's the author's name? Lucy Monroe. Do your homework, Lucy Monroe. As she went supernova the second time in less than a minute, he pressed forward and a sharp pain mixed with her euphoric pleasure. When he withdrew his fingers, they had blood on them. She saw through the haze of her satiation that, and she knew what it meant. He had broken her barrier, claimed her in a way no other man would ever be able to. Blah, blah, blah. Just no. It's just not anatomically correct. (laughs) Yep. He surged up until his body covered hers. He pressed his hard penis against her tender flesh, but did not attempt to breach her opening. Breach. (laughs) Ding, ding, ding. (laughs) Bingo. Instead, he thrust against her, his length sliding along her clitoris from root to tip with each pelvic movement. What? I? This? She couldn't string a coherent thought together, but she knew this wasn't what was supposed to happen. Only it felt so good, and he seemed to be enjoying it as well. His face was contorted in ecstasy as his thrusts increased in speed and pressure. Her body had been so starved for this that she found herself careening towards another climax. When it came, she heard him shout and felt warm wetness against her belly. Okay. So he doesn't penetrate her. Does he ever? Right at the end. And we might finish the episode with with that little tidbit. Oh, okay. But Um... yeah, so he doesn't penetrate her. and, And then they're like, and she's like, okay, I'm not a virgin anymore. Interesting. Interesting. Because he broke her barrier with his fingers. Right, so that's how they've defined it in this book. Yeah. Right, okay. Which is not... Which I thought was kind of interesting, right? Yeah, because that's, oh. that's not... I guess the classic definition is, like, full P in V 
penetration, which is highly problematic. Yeah. And then later on it says, he says, like, the reason that they didn't have sex that time, or penetrative sex that time, was um, he didn't want her first time with their bodies completely joined, marred by soreness from her broken hymen. Fuck off. (laughs) I just, I hate it so much. Like, if that were the case, if she, I mean, when, when is it? 2008? There are tampons. If she'd ever used a tampon, mm. she would have fucking broken her hymen by that standard. Fuck off. I hate it. <laughs> Ugh. Anyway. Uh, okay. Calming down. <laughs> Deep breaths. I guess, like, I think we should t- talk about this idea of, like, virginity as a social construct. We've spoken about this before, but yeah. I think it's worth touching on here. Um This has been an idea that's been around for a while, I feel. Mm. But I don't know if you saw this, but last year... Miley Cyrus kind of got wrapped up in it. And if you Google virginity as a social construct at the moment, Miley Cyrus comes up. Interesting. Yes. Good or bad? No, I mean, good. Like she, So she posted on her Instagram last year in 2019. Essentially, she picked, she posted a picture and the caption was virginity as a social construct. Mm-hmm. Um, right on. Um, the backlash that she got was disgusting. Wow. Um, and I looked at some of the comments um, on that photo and some of like the, you know, p- people like posted videos on YouTube and stuff in response to it, like oh, get a life. Um, <laughs> she says, as she does a podcast about a book that probably no one's ever read except us. Hey, somebody read it cause it was in a secondhand bookstore. <laughs> so oh, um, also this Lucy Monroe sold like 70 million books. No. Yeah. Um, so one of the comments that stuck out to me on Miley's, um, post was this um i love miley in this song but i have to disagree with her we gotta teach young women that we do have value and everyone has to earn and respect our virginity and us as a whole of course but if we teach young women to get around and that's normal then women are shown as an object and nothing more that's dangerous and i was like i don't remember the name of the commenter but just like you're missing the entire point of this, and it made me really frustrated. But there were like there were like hundreds, well, hundreds, thousands, and thousands of comments along this line on Miley's post, and I was just kind of like reminded all of a sudden that again we operate in a bubble, and what I took to being like quite a well understood idea that you know we created this concept of virginity, we gendered it highly over history, and we attributed it moral value is kind of. It's really not that well, um, I guess, known as as an idea. Like people still really hold on to this idea of being Someone's a virgin. Virginity. Yeah, it's interesting. I don't think I ever really held on to the idea of virginity. It was not something that was particularly important to me. Yeah, but I feel like I feel like it's interesting when you're when you're a teenager, which is when most people kind of lose their virginity you can simultaneously like hold that idea being like it's not that important to me but still if if a girl sleeps around mm. it's noted yeah so i don't think i ever even knew if a guy was a bit of a slut of course not like it wasn't i never experienced the whole thing of like guys sleep around and it's like fine and everyone's like yeah you're champ i never mm. experienced oh, that never- oh, okay i experienced you just didn't know like if a guy slept around, you just you just kind of didn't. It just wasn't hot goss. It just wasn't hot goss. Yeah, yeah which but... says something in and of itself. Exactly. Doesn't it? Like it still it still says something. But but if a girl slept around, like it it was. And... Um, 
my uh, sexual debut, as I'm going to call it, was um, we were just like fumbling teenagers. We had mm. no idea what we were doing, but we were really into each other and just kind of like figured it out. And it felt really like nice and safe and like vulnerable, which mm. was really nice. And I know a lot of my friends did not have experiences like that, which is awful. Um, but then, so I, rem- <laughs> I remember um, afterwards, it did go around the school because I, I, I distinctly remember people talking about it and not talking about my, because it was to my boyfriend at the time, not talking about him or if they did, it was like high fives, Yeah. but absolutely we're talking about, about me in not always a negative context, but often. Um, and, and that's just crazy, super harmful for a teenager. And virginity really interests me because like when you're a teenager, it, it's this thing when you're young, it's this thing of like, hold on to it, don't give it up. And then as soon as you're in your 20s, because mm. I, lost, I lost my virginity quite late, as soon as you're in your 20s, it becomes the complete opposite. It's yeah. like, if you're young, men love the idea of, like, this young virgin. But if Gross. you're old, uh, like 20, <laughs> it suddenly becomes this, like, oh, if I have sex with you, you're going to get attached and you're going to want to marry me because the reason you haven't had sex is because you're a bit of a freak. Yeah, of course. You know, so it it completely it completely switches and it's this like damned if you do damned if you don't situation where it's like, oh, okay, so because I didn't sleep with anyone when I was a teenager because I wasn't ready to do it, mm. I'm now seen as like immature for making that decision when I was a child. Yeah. <laughs> and Ugh. now I don't have the autonomy to like choose to lose my virginity to to whoever I want. Yeah, it really fucking bugs me, this whole, the, you can't win. Like, either you're being frigid or you're being a prude. Like, there's, wait, yeah, that didn't work. <laughs> <They're the same. laughs> either you're being frigid or a prude or you're being, um, you know, promiscuous and yeah. slutty. And in this book, they, she has this little, like, thought process where she's like, and this is paraphrasing, but essentially, like, she hasn't been able to find anyone else that she wants to have sex with, so she stayed a virgin. Um, Fine. And she's like, oh, but the reason the reason is because, like, there's this one man who, like, no one else can live up to because of the, when he touches me, you know, it's just this amazing thing. And this, I find it really harmful in these romances to have this idea of just this, you will have sex with one person and if that person is not the person, then, like, you've wasted yeah. that your virginity. Also, it leaves no room for, like, a variety of experiences. Like, mm. sure, they're not all going to be you simultaneously coming in a lake. <laughs> thank goodness. Um, but actually, all of my sexual experiences have been me simultaneously coming in a lake with my partner. So, um... <laughs> you, like, put it in your Tinder bio, like... <laughs> Me, me in the lake. It's, sorry, like chatting with them. Like, sorry, there's a very specific request. <laughs> a very specific thing. We need to find a lake. <laughs> Obviously, as well, and like I feel like this is a given, but I feel like we need to say it anyway. Like it's super heteronormative, and it, it like really ties into this idea of um, what sex is. Like what we define as being that turning point that you would then suddenly be this changed person. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's really tricky. And often anyone who doesn't fit into a hetero relationship kind of gets left out of that discussion. Um, I know certainly like for lesbians where there is no penis involved, um, like I I went on to Reddit, heaven forbid, Mm -hmm. and um, (laughs) got myself into some some 
some threads and discussion there where essentially people were like, well, yeah, technically, if you're a gold star lesbian, being a lesbian that has never slept with a man, then yeah, you're a virgin your entire life. What the fuck? And that's insane. Yeah. Like, that's just insane. It is 2020. (laughs) What? And it's also like this idea of, you know, oh, I'll do anything except for penis and vagina because I'm a virgin. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll do anal, but not. Like, what? (laughs) What? Just in what, in what world? Why do we have this? And it's, it's the same as this hierarchy of sex. Yeah. Where like penis and vagina, it's this, and this is incredibly going to bring the mood down, but it's a problem that you run into, like, legally if you're talking about being sexually assaulted. Yeah. You know, oh, well, did he put his penis inside of you? No. Oh, well, was it, like, that bad? Yes, it was that bad. Like, these are all parts of sex. And it's the same as, like, foreplay and sex. No, it's just sex and the sex, like, sex without foreplay is, like, no. So... (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I think we... The overarching thing that we keep on touching back on in this podcast is that the the definition of scope needs to expand more broadly to what like the mainstream idea of it is because it's harmful like the harms come out in so many different ways i guess some of the other issues that i have with virginity (laughs) i've got a really long list here but i'm just gonna so i'm just gonna list out a couple of them so for example there's absolutely no biological reason or need for virginity um there's been like there's some there's some stuff online about like how historically perhaps um, men valued virginity because it meant that they could properly trace their lineage to make sure that it was the, the baby was theirs. But like, really, there's no we place there's we still place a lot of like emphasis on virginity, but there's no like physical or biological. And also, need. what is up with the like love of virginity by men? Good question <laughs> for all the men out there. What is up with that? Like, why? Why? I just, I, I just don't, I just don't get it. Like, it is it, is it the innocence thing? Is it an ownership thing? Is it an ownership thing? Like, if anybody's super into virginity, I think that there's some questions. Is there. it this like, oh, I'm gonna teach you the ways? I mean, that can be kind of hot, I guess, in a fantasy setting. But yeah, like, but also, you don't specifically need someone who's a virgin to exactly. teach them the ways. And it's like, it's about you're always teaching your partner the ways because you like different things to what the other person yes. likes. Yes. So like, it should always be teaching this virginity aspect of it just to me reeks of like ownership and totally. possession. And I think it goes hand in hand with ideas around marriage as well. And like the father like literally handing over mm. the woman to the husband in like a as like a piece of property. Yeah. And there being something tied into that about being a virgin and being yeah, owned by owned by one man or another. Fucking hell. I'm owned by myself and my dildo. <laughs> <laughs> You're not owned by your dildo. No, I own my dildo. That's that's, that's you, true. You own your dildo. The <laughs> dildo does not own you. Um, it, obviously it's heavily tied to slut shaming and like framing of a, of a woman's worth. Like if you're not chaste, you've a, of lesser worth and things like that. A lot of issues. Yeah. I think it ties like, and that ties into like the whole nymphomania thing. It's like, we constantly need to have these things determined by men to tell us what we are and who we are and who we can have sex with and how often we can have sex. Oh God. And, it's like, yeah, you, you know. don't have to be the point of reference for fucking everything. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm so mad about everything. 
all the time. It's exhausting. I did read a couple of studies. Um, one of them was by this woman called Laura Carpenter, and it's called The Ambiguity of Having Sex, The Subjective Experience of Virginity Loss in the, U- in the United States. Um, and essentially she had um, these in-depth case studies with a range of people. Was it all heterosexual? No, the range of different sexualities um, aged between 18 and 35. There wasn't really any indication if they had different cultural backgrounds or anything like that, or if they had any, I don't know if she included any um, non-binary or trans people in in that. Um, But one of the results that she found was that um, regardless of their, essentially regardless of their sexuality, um, hand job stuff was not enough for people to consider it to be a loss of virginity Mm. and a trend amongst all the people she spoke to was that rape was not considered a loss of virginity as well okay that's interesting Mm. because it's kind of like i mean well interesting in the way that it definitively kind of proves that it's a social exactly um and yeah, I guess, like, that's that's interesting in that, like, okay, well, if it is a societal construct, like, how do we change it? Yeah. How do we... And, and what would we want it to be? I mean, we would just want it to not exist, essentially, yeah. you know, like... I mean, but, I mean, I think it's helpful to have something to be able to, especially with teenagers, to be able to talk to, to them about how mm. can you have a safe and um, pleasurable experience. I actually quite like sexual debut. I know that we've laughed about it before. <laughs> But I think that it's kind of nice. Maybe something along those lines. But is your sexual debut the same? Like, when is your sexual debut? Is it when you start, like, necking in the back of someone's car if you're maybe, American? Maybe. Maybe. Or maybe we just do allow for a little bit of Or you just say, like, I'm, I'm on my way. I'm on my way to my sexual <laughs> debut. Yeah. And I'll let you know when I get there. It's about the journey, not the destination. Yeah. But I do think we need to stop talking about it in terms of, like, loss of something yeah you know? and also gaining experience i i think can be um i mean that's the thing right it's like loss of your virginity and then you gain experience that gaining of experience i think there's a lot of times that people think that i've had sex this many times and we should talk about numbers in another podcast oh, yes but you know i've had sex this many times and therefore like i know about sex and we like that needs to go. Yeah. Like we just we just the way that we talk about sex in general just kind of get it's a bit. big overhaul. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, ourselves we're doing... included. Like obviously, like we're still learning as we go along. Oh, hundred percent. And the way and often like the way that I talk about sex with my friends and stuff. Sometimes I think about and I'm like, oh, that's like that's problematic. The way yeah. that we do it is problematic, and we're all conditioned to speak these ways exactly. and, and to do these things and. Virginity is just kind of one of those hang-ups from so long ago that it's just kind of... But again, it was kind of nice. When I lost my virginity, my friend bought me a cake. No, And that was I nice. I remember that. Yeah. And that was kind of like... It was like this fun, celebratory Nice to celebrate event. it rather than it being a loss of something. Yeah. And, and that was... Yeah, that was quite nice. But obviously, maybe you could do a different cake for every every event. <laughs> I do. I just a like fingering cake. cake. <laughs> mm, mm. Delicious. Um, so I guess to to wrap up. Yeah. Tell tell us the final. Yeah, they have sex. Um, <laughs> penetrative sex. Right? Yeah. Um, so essentially, this is another highly misogynistic thing that happens. 
they she strikes this deal. They have this deal that they're going to have sex for so many days and then she's going back to her parents, not to marry the sheikh. She's going to be like, no, I'm a US citizen. You can't tell me what to do. Okay. He finds out she's a US citizen and then it's like, oh, maybe there's a future for us. Anyway, he is like, we're going out for dinner tonight. And she's like, I have nothing to wear. And he's like, go upstairs. I've brought you something. Which I also just don't like in general, but let's pass that. Then she goes in and there is a um, wedding dress. What? He really doesn't like to ask for anything, does he? No. No. So he doesn't. And he hasn't said, they haven't said, I love you. They haven't, like, they haven't really spoken about their feelings I hate him. In any way. Um, And so she just, like, she gets up there and she goes, like, oh, it's her aunt's wedding dress, which he's spoken to her aunt and uncle (laughs) before speaking to her, which is, which is, which is great. And it, she says, you know, the dress was lying on their bed. Next to it was a pair of white satin heels in her size and a tiara. Not like something she'd ever worn in Marwan. Her father was a desert king and tiaras weren't de rigueur over there. But it was the kind of thing Sebastian would buy for his princess. Fuck off. His is italicized. So they get married. Um, and they don't tell her dad. Wait. They, oh, they tell her dad later. Yep. Mm-hmm. Anyway, and then these, the penetrative sexual act is in the last two pages. And it is... Woo, it's a doozy. So get married, they have their little dinner, blah, blah, blah. His princess, italicized, for the rest of his life, contentment poured through him in waves, and those waves turned into a tsunami of passion when they got back to the house. (laughs) Wow, that was an evil laugh. (laughs) Little gremlin. Waves turned into a tsunami of passion. I just... Anyway... (laughs) (laughs) They were naked in their bed. He was poised above her, having brought her to completion once already. He throbbed with the need to be inside his wife. He pressed until he had barely breached, ding, 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 (laughs) her most intimate flesh. Until death. Until death, she repeated and lifted herself, impaling herself on him. I love you, he cried out as he came. Lena, you are my life. Love. Love, love, she chanted over and over again as she climaxed around him, lending her pleasure to his until the circle was complete. They were one, never to be torn asunder. He would make sure of it. That was, that was awful. I didn't enjoy that. Thank you. (laughs) And good night. I mean, your reading was, was great. (laughs) Very dramatic. Um, it actually sounded a lot like the um the other Mills and Boone that you read, like the whole this whole idea of becoming, becoming one. Becoming one, yeah, they they dig it. Yeah. I just look, if you like the author, is she like surely if you're writing romance books, the the stuff that you're writing you must on some level find romantic? Do you I, not? Yeah, I mean I guess. You would like you would you would think. But she, I like all a lot of these books have this kind of like possessive bordering on kind of weirdly yeah i would i would say 
patriarchal before saying outright misogynistic. This dude, no. But in general, like, quite patriarchal. Yeah. This, oh, he has this whole thing about, like, she comes out in a sh- in a t-shirt and her bikini bottoms and there's, like, a server there serving them food and he gets really mad about her, like, showing her flesh to another man. Oh, my God. Um, but, yeah, right. But, yeah, uh, so my rating is about a one. <laughs> Fair. It sounded awful. The best thing about it is the purple sparkly 90s dress on the cover. <laughs> <laughs> and I bet she probably didn't even pick that. Also, and the amount of head. Yeah, that I mean, she that's, got. that's good. That's probably the one saving. And also, she never gave him head. Huh. Which is interesting. interesting. Yeah. She barely even touched his penis. She touched it once, and then he's like, oh, I can't control myself, which was another thing that came up a lot, but that's a whole other podcast. Yeah, this idea of not being able to. Control yourself. Yeah. yeah. But, um, so, you know, a lot of head for her. Yeah. Good. She's a princess. That's kind of cool. <laughs> is it? <laughs> I don't know. Are we, is it? <laughs> okay, well, that sucked. Books <laughs> 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 love. 